0: Good morning, church. Welcome. There's an old greeting, it's very traditional in church on this day, that when you hear someone say Christ is risen, you say, He is risen indeed. So we're going to do that this morning. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. One more more time. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Let's begin our time of worship together, encouraging one another by reading God's word aloud. Let's read. We're going to read 1 Peter 1, verse 3 together out loud. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Let's sing that truth together. Let's sing this together.
1: Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: thank you for singing. You may grab a seat and let's listen to the choir
2: to you our church's core value of intentional discipleship. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of discipleship, this process by which we grow to look more and more like Jesus. We ask that you would bless us here at Hebrew Baptist Church as we desire to disciple each other. Lord, help us in our relationships with each other. Let us sharpen each other in our one-on-one times with each other, in our hangouts, in our discipleship groups, in our life groups. Please use us that we would love each other so much that we would keep each other accountable, that we would help each other be disciplined, that we would encourage each other. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to walk through this life alone, but that you give us dear brothers and sisters to go through this process of discipleship with each other. Father, we lift up to you this morning our partners worshiping you, our brothers and sisters at Mosaic Multicultural Church in England. We thank you for... Pastor Alex Brito and the work that they're doing in England, we pray that you would bless them this morning as they remember the resurrection on this wonderful Easter day. Would you be so near to them? Father, we're encouraged and we thank you for their efforts to reach out to the community around them as they share your love with their neighbors, and we pray that you would bless that, that you would allow them to have conversations with people who don't know you, and that through that effort, people will be drawn to your love and your grace. Please bless Mosaic Multicultural Church. We come to you, Lord, now in a moment just crying out to you with our needs. You know the many things going on in our lives, the concerns, the sorrows, the health concerns, the praises for when you've answered our prayer. Thank you that you are our good father that we can go to and that you are there to watch over us. We come to you finally, Lord, in a moment of confession as we have all fallen short of your holy standards. We have all sinned. We've all broken the perfect relationship with you, and we have a great need of forgiveness. And we thank you that this day of all days is a day when we remember that forgiveness is offered, that you conquered our sin and death as you died for us and then rose again. (laughs) We pray that you would wash us clean from our many sins and our stains and make us new. And we thank you that we see a foretaste of that through the resurrection and your power in us this morning. So we continue to worship you and praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Hear this word from from God. This is from Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read just a selection of a few verses from Romans 8. It says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Uh, will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you believe that? Amen. Let's stand and sing that together.
3: portion of our service today where we hear the Word and we ask the Word to teach us new things about Jesus, ancient things, things that change our life. And Just as we sing, we pray that the Word would be planted deep within us and that God would make it to bear fruit in our lives. We're going to, uh, for those of you who are guests today or maybe have been sick or just tuning in to the service this morning, we've been going through this, uh, a series through the last hours of Jesus and today we we come to the resurrection day Uh, the good news everything that we've talked about over the last few weeks Jesus suffering his pain his uh, uh, people deserting him everything that was wrong has been made right in an empty tomb amen Today we're going to look at it again, and I pray that the message that maybe to you, uh, maybe uh, you are wandering in your life, in your spirit, maybe you are are struggling or you're far off from the Lord, wherever it is, I believe that God can still plant the word in us wherever we are, that he can take a next step in our life and closer to him. If you would turn in your copy of God's Word or in your devices to Luke chapter 24 and verse 1, or in the Pew Bible in front of you, if you want to follow along in the translation that I'll be reading from, it's page 938, 938 uh, is the uh, uh, page that that uh, will be on, and uh, there we'll be reading the first 12 verses of Luke chapter 24 and learning about The first resurrected, resurrection morning. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, but didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. "'Why are you looking for the living among the dead?' asked the men. "'He's not here, but he is risen. "'Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, "'saying, it is necessary the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, "'be crucified and rise on the third day?' "'And they remembered his words. "'Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and all the rest.' Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the other women uh, with them were telling the apostles these things but these words seemed like nonsense to them and they did not believe the women Peter however got up and ran to the tomb when he stooped to look in he saw only linen cloths so he went away amazed at what had happened let us pray Heavenly Father, we ask you, again, as we read these words, maybe we've read these words a thousand times, or maybe we've only read them for the first time this morning. Wherever it is, Lord, we know that you have a word for us, a word about your resurrected Son, a truth about our life, something that you want to change in us to make us more like Jesus. Or maybe a word to encourage us in our walk. Lord, we pray through these words that whatever it is, that no matter what happens, Lord, we pray that coming to your word through your spirit that we leave this place never the same again. Because your word is active, has changed us, and your spirit has changed us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when I was young, I wanted to be a magician. I saw I wanted to learn the craft of illusion and perform tricks. Now I wasn't good enough and dedicated enough to learn all the tricks of the trade, but I I, I wanted to to do quick hand tricks and, and and to do these things. And then I saw those so I'm making my age here a little bit. David Copperfield was big on TV and he'd always have his special. And 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 then my dreams were crushed because I saw him do his show and he goes and he dances around the stage in a, in a blouse, frilly, and, and he's making things disappear, and at that moment, I decided I wasn't going to be a magician because I was never going to wear a blouse. <laughs> and then, as time, you know, magicians, uh, David Copperfield kind of got old, and then new magicians came along, you know, David Blaine and some others, and they were always trying to outdo the last with a bigger, bigger trick, make the Statue of Liberty disappear, uh, make themselves, you know, all these sorts of different things and had to one-up themselves again and again. You know, it reminds me of a story of a young boy who was on the side of a road that he was saying, come see the greatest magician in the world. Come see the greatest magician in the world. And a little girl pulls up on her bike and says, you're the greatest magician in the world? And he said, yes, I am. I said, well, prove it. He said, well, uh, I can roll up this newspaper, pour milk in there, and make flowers appear. She said, Matt, seen that before. You're not the greatest. So he thought for a second. He said, well, what I can do is I can pull a rabbit out of my hat. She said, nope, nope, I've I've heard, seen that one before. You're not the greatest magician. And so they started to go through this whole list of of tricks that he thought he could do. And finally, he just got frustrated and said, well, what would prove to you Uh, that I am the greatest magician in the world. And she said, well you see that tall tree over there about 30 feet high? Climb up to the top of it jump off of it and don't get hurt. Come see the second greatest magician in the world. Come see the second greatest magician. But here's the thing Jesus claimed and claims to be the only way to salvation. And in that claim He proved it in the empty tomb. He died on the cross and three days later didn't stay dead but rose again to life saying that all those who confess in me will have eternal life because I have victory and power over the grave. It is in this, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus claimed to be the only way and proved it when he walked out of the grave. Today, you maybe have come here this morning in, in different places in your life. Maybe you have come not really believing in Jesus at all, or maybe not understanding or seeing Christianity as a way of life, or even something to be believed in. Maybe you came in your time of your life to because you're in a rocky place in your life, and you know that you're struggling, and that you know that you... The way that your life has ended up has not been the way that you thought it would be. Your your faith in God and in Jesus has been shaken because of the things that has happened in your life. Or maybe today you're a Christian who simply needs encouragement to persevere. Keep the faith. Stay the course. Look for your future glory. Well, friends, when we see the risen Savior... It answers every place that we may be in our life. We are encouraged by the power, the truth, and the message, and the person of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And if we put our faith in him, then we will see amazing things. First, our salvation, but we see our connection to God restored. And in our passage today, as we think through the account of the resurrection, we see that there are three truths that the resurrection reveals. Three truths that the resurrection reveals. If you're taking notes on the back of the bulletin or in your devices, number one, the resurrection proves Jesus' claims. The resurrection proves Jesus' claims. Verse 1 through 3, we see that uh, three women, uh, we see Mary, Joanna, uh, Mary Magdalene, uh, Joanna, and Mary, the, the mother of the sons of Zebedee, come expecting Jesus to be dead. They went to care for his body. In that custom, they were to prepare the body after death to uh, to, to be uh, in the tomb, and in that custom, Unfortunately, by the time that Jesus died, it was almost a Sabbath. So they hastily put some linen cloths on Jesus and said, we're going to come back on Sunday morning, the first day of the week, and we're going to truly prepare Jesus' body. So when they came, they were expecting dead Jesus, It says that they came bringing spices they had prepared. They had no clue or expectation to see what they saw. When they came upon the tomb, the stone had rolled away. And I'm not going to go into many of these details, but the stone... Huge, heavy. It would have been no way for a woman or anyone to do this on their own. The tomb was open, which would have been very much a bad custom because to be a Jewish person and be around a dead body would have made you unclean. And so all of this would have been bad. And when they come into the tomb, where they come to the tomb, who are they met with? Two angels or messengers of God. Saying that he is alive. Brothers and sisters, when we see this, we see that the claims and the understanding of Jesus is that he was risen from the dead. And when we say that Jesus rose from the dead, we are saying that he was is bodily resurrected. He is up and about. He is truly alive. We're not saying that he's alive in our minds or lives in our hearts or alive in our memories, that he truly was dead and now alive. But when this resurrection proves that he, everything he said and claims is true, this recorded incident that Jesus resurrected says that he is the Son of God he is the second part of the, tri- the Trinity. He is the Savior, Messiah, and Christ. Everything he said rests on the fact that he is alive. And because he is alive, Jesus and all of his claims are true. And no matter who we are, we have to come to grips with this truth. We have to come to the fact to understand, is Jesus alive that everything he said is true. Every recorded incident that Jesus said is true. Now, how do we know this? Well, a couple of things. First, the first witnesses on the scenes were women, as recorded. Now, in the first century, a woman could not stand uh, as a witness on trial. In any legal setting, they could not be a witness. So, what is this saying? What it says is is that if the disciples wanted to make up a story of Jesus' resurrection, why on earth would they say that the first witnesses were women? They would have come up, they would have said, well, we had Thaddeus and Josephus and all these different people had come together. They would have built a solid legal case to say that Jesus is alive. So why is it important that it's women? because exactly that's how it happened these women came upon the tomb it was empty and it was real we are seeing a true account of jesus being alive from this we see that we know that from the very first witnesses that jesus was alive now there have been other theories there have some who have said that his body was stolen think of that for a minute who would that have benefited in that time would it have benefited the Romans Uh, no now they they were the ones that started that rumor they would have said that but really we saw that it didn't catch on much because why would they want to admit that they were overtaken these were the toughest and fiercest Uh, warriors that the world has ever known in the Roman army, why would they say hey, two guys of us got beat up and somebody took a body on our watch that would have not benefited anybody would it have benefited the disciples well, it couldn't benefit the disciples why? because every single disciple of Jesus went to their death because they would not deny the resurrection They would talk about Jesus being the Messiah, but Jesus the Christ, but every claim to them was that Jesus was alive and the rulers and authorities wanted them to to give up this lie, to give up this, and they said no. To their very death, they said Jesus is alive. And what did this cost them? Well, five of them were crucified. Three of them were stoned to death. Two of them were speared to death. One of them was beheaded. Only John died of old age. And then Paul himself, who he says is an apostle of Jesus, who saw Jesus later, he claimed the resurrection of Christ, and he was beheaded. Friends, all of these people went to their death willingly, knowing, never denying the fact that Jesus truly is alive. Friends, people will maybe die for a truth, but they won't die for a lie. And these disciples went to their death claiming and knowing that Jesus was alive. Would it have benefited the Jews to steal his body? Well, no, because then that would have just supported Jesus' followers' claims that he was the resurrected Christ. There is no reason for us to believe that the body was stolen. Some that it was just a spirit after his death, but we know, what did doubting Thomas do? He touched Jesus and knows that he was real. Some say that Jesus swooned or fainted. Hmm. Let's think about that. Let me see if I could get a guinea pig this morning, and I just want to, let's test that out, okay? How about we come and we let two gods who are built like MMA fighters beat you for about an hour. And then, how about we get the cat of nine tails that have glass strapped to them and strike you to rip the flesh off your body? And then, how about we hang you on a cross for about six hours in the heat? And let's just see how you, you turn out. Just see if you pass out. And we can resuscitate you, or if you'll be dead. Friends, the reality is Jesus died and rose from the grave. There is no way for us logically or to go around the fact that Jesus died and came out of the grave fully alive and to be reality for all of us this unabashed truth that jesus died a physical death and the ladies on easter morning discovered that he was truly alive and christianity is for thinkers and we need to be able to respond to those who are curious about our faith and the bible claims the salvation of our of our lives through the resurrection of jesus And if Jesus is the greatest claim he ever made, that he would die on a cross and be rose again three days later, is true, then everything he has ever claimed is true for us. Now, friends, think about that. If he is alive, then every claim and everything that he has said to you is true. That Jesus said he will never leave you or forsake you that's true that jesus says that no one can take you out of his father's hand friends that's true that when jesus says i will give you life to the fullest that is true When Jesus says, take my yoke, because my yoke is easy, it is true. When Jesus said that he would give the comforter, the counselor, the Holy Spirit who would come and live inside of us, well, friends, we know that is true. When Jesus said that if you stand before me publicly for Jesus today, that he will stand and affirm us on the final day, that is true. When he tells us that we don't have to be anxious because he has given us the riches of the kingdom, and that is true. When Jesus says the Son of Man is going to come and we're not going to miss it, that is true. When the Son of Man is saying that he will, uh, if we give everything we give up to follow Christ, and following Christ means that we will have to give up much you will receive even more in this life and the next. Friends, that is true. And when Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you so that I can receive you to myself, that is true. And friends, it's helpful for us to remember these truths when we encounter dark times and situations in our life when we experience a small taste of what the women and the disciples were feeling, when they saw the crucifixion, when they they saw their Savior being beaten and dying, it caused them to forget and ignore the promises of Jesus. And friends, when we feel that loss and pain, when we feel that maybe our plan and God's plan for our life has gone awry, even in those seasons, we are tempted to lose sight of the promises of God for us. And we need to then again turn to the empty tomb and be reminded that if Jesus is alive, which he is, then everything he said good for our life is true despite everything in life that we might face. We must be reminded that he is able to keep his promises because of the empty tomb. Amen? Amen. Number 2. The resurrection proves the power of the gospel. The resurrection proves the power of the gospel. The ladies were met surprisingly with these two men dressed in white, these messengers, and they were delivered the maybe the best summary of the gospel. Well, what is the gospel? It is that according to the scriptures that Jesus died and was buried and three days later rose again. Well, what did these messengers say? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. And in this, the power and truth of the gospel is shown. The reality is this, that Jesus said, if you want the kingdom, if you want eternal life, if you want forgiveness of sins, then you must trust in me, the one who will go to the cross and be raised for you. Friends, there's often times that we need to be reminded of the power of over sin. The messengers reminded the ladies that Jesus had taught them over and over and over again of this truth. Do you remember some of the truths that you were taught as a child. I mean, we were probably all taught the alphabet song. We were, we were always taught different sayings and truths. I remember my vacation Bible school teaching me, a teacher teaching me a song to help me remember the books of the New Testament. I still can sing that song. These are all things that I have to just kind of reach back and recall and remind myself. Well, brother and sister, it is often that we need to be reminded of the power of the gospel to save, and even after 2,000 years, again in 2023, we need the reminder of what Jesus claimed, that he died for our sins, and he rose again to show that he had power over death. That the empty grave is is a true mark over all of history, that paid in full, that every one of our sins have been paid for and that Jesus walking out of the grave is the promise to those who believe, that those who believe in Jesus will too walk out of our graves into paradise that we too will have life eternally and it is the power of the empty grave the resurrection that we know that the gospel in which we stand is true Jesus said that he would be crucified to atone for sins and that if we just believe that our sins would be forgiven, that he would raise our bodies from the grave and give us everlasting joy. The resurrection proves the gospel is more powerful and able to save people from their sins. Friends, we can turn to a lot of different things in our life to try to save us. We can can turn to the religions of, of leaders who are still dead in their grave, by the way, and find that there's no hope there. We can turn to our own good works, trying to earn our salvation. But what the Bible says is that we are not righteous, not one of us. There are many things that we can turn to. Some of us will try to to fix our broken lives through more money, a different job, a different relationship. Some of us get sucked into a place that we think that all we can do left is to drown out our brokenness through drugs or alcohol or any other thing to help us forget or get away. But friends, none of that will save us. It only makes us more broken. It's only the power of Jesus walking out of the tomb that makes the gospel powerful to save. And therefore, the good news of Easter is that he is alive, therefore, we will be alive. And our hope can only be in him. There was a missionary in Brazil who had discovered a remote tribe. And that tribe had issues they had a disease that was going through and wiping out many of their children and many of their people. And the missionary knew that what they had could be treated. Just across the river and within less than a day's walk, they could go get the treatment and get the cure. But this tribe believed that the river had evil spirits. They wouldn't go near it. They would rather die on this side of the river than to go get help. The missionary tried to do everything they could. He got the leader. He got the people. He went down to the river, and he touched the river and said, look, there is nothing wrong here. Come on, let's, let's go. Nobody would follow him. He went into the river and got waist deep in the river and said, come on, look, nothing is happening to me. Come on. They just stood there. They did not want to have anything to do with that river. Finally, the missionary dove into the water, swam across the river, and went to the other side and said, look, I've made it come and they celebrated. They knew and so they followed in the river after them. It was because he proved going through the river, going through that would save them. Friends, that is what Jesus did for us. He went to death for us and came out on the other side. And he shows that hope in him, only hope in him, is the only power to save. Friends, The empty tomb is the power over sin and death, and in him we can find eternal life. Third and finally, how do you respond? How you respond to the resurrection reveals your faith in Jesus. Verse 9 and on, we see three different responses. The women go back to report to the disciples and followers of Jesus. And we see Peter's response. And no matter where we are today, we might be responding in one of these three ways similar to them. What did the women do? When they heard about the good news, the evangelion, the word, Greek word evangelion means good news, which means gospel That which we are saved. That good news was that Jesus was alive and is the power to save. If that is true... They went to tell everyone because everything Jesus said has come true. They went and reported to others to tell others that they could see and believe, that they would know the good thing that they had learned about Jesus. Friends, maybe that's your first step today. As a believer, I hope that you're someone who tells everybody about the empty tomb. Maybe today you're gonna have a meal uh, with family or maybe you're gonna have a dinner or lunch this week with someone or maybe you're going back to your workplace or those of you kids who are going back from spring spring break uh, tomorrow, you will be able to tell your friends, hey, I celebrated an empty tomb. Can I tell you what that means to me? Friends, we have the good news of Jesus and we should be like the women. And share. Do you have someone that you know needs to hear about Jesus in the empty tomb? Well, I pray that you would share and tell them about that this week. Maybe you're like some of the disciples. Maybe you rejected it at face value. It said that it saw the, uh, the women were telling these things. They, it sounded nonsense, like nonsense to them different people had translated this different ways one one translator translated this as silly talk one translator said this was humbug some said that they were just babbling some people believed just like the disciples that it was a fairy tale or myth like so many of us they had heard but not heard God's word They had heard Jesus say that he was going to come to life, but they didn't believe it. They didn't really hear it. They didn't understand it. They didn't really truly believe what Jesus was saying. They never bothered to think that Jesus meant exactly what he said. Friends, when we come to God's Word, some of us may be intimidated. But the good news is is that all of God's Word is a gift for us, that 99.9% of of the Bible is something that all Christians can read and understand. Mark Twain once said, it's not what I don't understand about the the Bible that bothers me, it's what I do understand. The reality is, as the apostles Had tried to understand Jesus, they didn't really put it in their heart to believe it. Jesus had actually prayed for them earlier. Sanctify them by their truth, God, your word is truth. Our growth towards spiritual maturity begins by listening and heeding and hearing God's word. So maybe your next step today is truly listening and believing God's word for your life. Maybe your next step for you is to be a part of one of our life groups that meet during the week and get around with other Christians that, that you might talk through the word, apply the word, put the word in your, hi- your heart and your life so that you might live as Jesus taught us how to live. That you would not reject the risen Savior, but you would believe his word or maybe you need to respond like Peter Peter heard the news and went to investigate for himself Peter what Jesus is alive and he ran to the tomb he, he peeked in and all he saw was linen cloths left and he knew that Jesus was alive maybe you're here today and you don't know if Christianity is true or Jesus is real. Well I encourage you to be like Peter. Go and find out about more about your Christ yourself. Dig into his word. get around a Christian brother or sister. ask questions, Go and see Jesus and see what you will find. Peter, who had, denied Jesus who had hid during the crucifixion who was hiding in a house who had run away was now come to Jesus and when he met the risen Savior and knew that he was alive was bold to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Later on in his great prayer in Acts chapter 2 he says though Jesus was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge. He used lawless people to nail him to a cross and kill him. And God raised him up, ending the pains of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by death. Praise God. You see, Peter went and investigated and saw the risen Savior. It was changed forever. Sort of like Frank Morrison, a British journal, journalist who set out to write a book against the resurrection. And he had entitled the book, Who Moved the Stone? Well, as he investigated and as he looked, guess what? He found that God moved the stone, that Jesus was alive, and he came to Christ. The first chapter in his book was the book that refused to be written maybe you need to investigate the risen Savior. Friends, the truth of the resurrection has changed history. It's changed our lives. And if we believe in the gospel, will we be saved? And we've got a greater future in store for us. There was a young girl who was 15 who suddenly had uh, had been paralyzed and used lost the use of left side and was nearly blind and she heard the family doctor say to her parents as he they stood by the bedside she has seen her best days poor child to which she interrupted and said no doctor my best days are ahead when i see the risen king friends because of the risen savior we know the best days are ahead this is the good news of Easter and praise God he is alive, let us pray Heavenly Father we pray for you today to reveal the truth to our heart about the resurrection, help us to know that you are alive if we do not know help us to be filled by the Holy Spirit as we trust in you may we know the power of the empty tomb for our forgiveness of sins and God I pray today Lord that if there's someone here that does not know you, that today would be the day of their salvation. They would by faith trust in you, and you would make them new. And God, I would pray for all of us as believers, whether we're discouraged in our life, we don't know where we're headed next, help us to know that you hold the future, that because of the empty tomb, that you have everything good in store for us. May we leave here encouraged. May we leave here bold to share about the empty tomb. And Lord, may we be bold to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Let's sing that truth together that Christ is risen from the dead.
3: Uh, As we prepare, we in just a moment are going to be taking an offering So if you want to prepare for that, there's a couple ways you can do that Physically, uh, here in just a few minutes Or uh, by QR code, if you want to give electronically There's a a, a thing in your uh, pew in front of you And there'll be one here on the screen that you can give here in just a minute So you can be preparing for that, but just be listening For just a couple of quick announcements, first of all guests we're so glad that you're here There are many of you here today and we're glad that you're here uh, right after the service take your uh, connect card to our next steps desk we have a gift waiting for you we don't we want you to have it today as a as a gift for resurrection day uh, and it also is a way for us to connect with you If you have any questions about our church, about a life group or a D group, or any of the things that we do here for discipleship, we'd love to answer those there. I will be standing nearby. I would love to meet you this morning. So come by and uh, uh, see me this morning, and I'd love to to meet you and your family this morning uh, before you leave. A couple of other things uh, for those of you who are interested in maybe trying out our church or learning more about our church or joining our church family. We're having our starting point class begins next Sunday at 9 a.m. It goes for three weeks. Uh, we go through the beliefs of the church, where are we going, or what's our vision, uh, what are the things that we do, and, and so it's a great class. Uh, we hope that you will go to the Next Steps desk today. There's a little thing to sign up. You will get some paperwork and a little book to read between now and then, so make sure today that you go by and you get that information for next week. Now, uh, I encourage you, we do provide child care. If you need it, just sign up there as well. So please come be a part of that class that starts next Sunday. Also, we have all in for the gospel to every home every Sunday, except for today. Uh, but we uh, are going out in the community, inviting people to church, sharing the gospel. That's every Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, but we have one coming up on April 16th where we need three teams a pray team a go team and a child care team as we go out we're knocking on every door in 41048 uh area zip code and uh we we're half we're not halfway through about 30 percent 35 percent through and so we need your help uh to get all the way through so uh, april uh, 16th will be our next one and we'd love for you to be a part of one of those teams Um, we also just quickly the church's office is closed Uh, tomorrow for the holiday and then also these lilies have been donated but they need a home so if you'd like one of the lilies that are in the window or up front here please take that home that is your gift first come first serve don't fight over them uh, but just uh, take them home with you and then finally uh, we don't do this every week but I think it's always important uh, for certain events that we sing on Tuesday, it is Marie Sewell's 98th birthday. Did you, did you know that, Marie? First of all, did you? <laughs> Marie Sewell, right there in the back, will be 98 on Sunday. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> so we're going to sing happy birthday to her early. It will be the first birthday song for her. So we're going to sing Happy Birthday to Marie. Will you join me? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Marie. Happy birthday to you. Woo! And she's still beautiful as ever. I think she's beautiful. Every Sunday, I think she looks great. We're glad that she's here today, and we need to remember her on Tuesday. Well, uh, we are going to take our offering now. This is a way for us as we worship through the Word, through, the, through song, through prayer, and through scriptures, we worship as we give. Uh, your giving helps us to do the things like we did a few weeks ago. Reach out to our community through the Easter egg hunt. We support missionaries in North America that are planting churches. And so that your faithful giving it doesn't just impact here in northern Kentucky, but impacts the world. So let's pray as we give. Father, thank you so much for all the gifts that you give us for life, for our families, for provisions, for care. Lord, as we give this morning, we know that it's because you have given to us first, just as you've given your son for our, for our sins you have paid the penalty of our death and so because you're a generous god we must be generous people so lord as we give generously this morning we pray that you would uh, bless each family and their faith and their giving that you would multiply the gifts so that more people can be uh, contacted with the gospel through the money uh, that and provisions that we give to other missionaries and ministries here at Hebron Baptist Church and we pray that all of this will bless be blessed because you did it in Jesus name amen <laughs>
0: true of our
1: heart. Let's sing. So take me as you find me All my fears and fail God is mighty to save He is mighty to save Forever Author of salvation He rose and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave Shine light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory Shining light and the whole world. We're singing for the glory of the risen
0: King. He is risen. Go in his resurrection power. Have a great week.